Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. In the Gun, episode 141 of your new favorite WVU football podcast. I am Wesley Euler. We got the best teammates in the business, as always, the signal caller, Jed Drenning. We are efforting our dearly... Uh, our, our beloved Big O, as he is, uh, might be uh, out there on the uh, on the UPS truck getting some late night work done. Uh, we'll see if Big O can hop in here, but for now, you got me and Jed on this headlines episode of ITG. Nothing crazy formal to discuss here on this edition of In the Gun, but we got a couple headlines, a couple different stories that we're going to hit on for a few minutes here. As we get going, we remind you as always that our show, our program, our podcast here, ITG, is brought to you by our friend, uh, blah, 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 brought to you in part by our friends at Bet Online, where the game starts. And Jed, speaking of the game starting, uh, Thursday, January 25th, as we record this, it's Thursday night. This will drop on Friday the 26th. But today, as we record this, I renewed my WVU football season tickets. I'm already locked back in for a new year. And I got to tell you, I mean, from from talking to to uh, to my girl Alexa at the ticket department, it's it sounds like there's a little bit more of a uh, a premium on seats this year. It sounds like there's a little bit more of a demand for season tickets this year than there was uh, the last couple years. It's funny how that works, isn't it? It's very funny how that works. Uh, I can only imagine how difficult that Penn State ticket's going to be, and of course. Uh, the school would be remiss if they didn't on some level leverage that, right? Uh, that's going to be an incredibly hot ticket. We've talked about it before. We'll get into this in the future as to whether or not West Virginia will be ranked, won't be ranked. We, we have our thoughts on that. We're going to spend time in future episodes breaking that down. Penn State certainly will be ranked, uh, at least in the top 15, I would imagine, maybe even the top 10. Uh, but you start there. But when you come off a nine-win season, a buzz tends to develop, irrespective of uh, of how you got to that nine. They don't ask how, they ask how many. And when you're coming off a nine-win season and retur- returning some of the critical pieces that we'll get into here in a few minutes, uh, there's going to be some buzz. There's going to be some excitement. So, uh, I mean, I'm already jazzed about it. And here we are, not even out of, out of January yet. But the schedule itself is, is imminent. It'll be out maybe even as early as next week. Yeah. When it does, we'll break it down. But, I was going to say, we uh, hope so. I'm happy for you, man. There's going to be some big ones in Morgantown. Yeah, absolutely. No, there there, there certainly is. Uh, starting with that Penn State game and, and rolling on, without a doubt. Um, the ACC schedules came out this week, so we know for sure WVU will play Pitt up at Akershire Stadium on September 14th. That'll be week three of the college football season. So that is one that we know for sure. But other than that, like Jed said, it, it shouldn't be too much longer here before we do get that uh, schedule release, uh, hopefully in the next week or so. Uh, we have got a big guest on the show next week. There's a tease for you. We'll tell you who that's going to be before we get out of here a little bit later. But Jed, um, I did want to discuss with you as well too, uh, the Chambers Elite program. That's something that you and I and Owen and we've discussed on this show before. Um, it is an opportunity for Mountaineer football players, Mountaineer athletes to get a head start in the business world, I guess is maybe the most basic way to put it. Um, they travel different places. They get to connect and, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Network with, with different people um, in the real world, if you will. So uh, I think an, another edition of Chambers Elite just took place recently, I believe this past week. 
And uh, what do you what do you know what happened? I saw some pictures of our guys looking dapper on social media. I mean, wearing their suits and Garrett Green yeah. got a hair got a, got a haircut for the occasion. So, I mean, you know when you know when baby Jesus is cutting his hair, it must be something serious. Yeah, I got to talk to to Garrett a little bit yesterday. Uh, first of all, let's establish what the program is. Let's revisit that. You you kind of talked about it. It's uh, it's an off the field development program uh, for the kids on the team, and it gives them an opportunity. Uh, at career preparation, they take cultural field trips. Last year, not only did they go to Manhattan and hit some cool spots, but they also went to Europe. I think they plan on doing that again. Uh, Garrett was part of last year's group, as was Nick Malone, Jaquay Hubbard, some of those guys. And this year's group, there were 14 kids. There were 14 Mountaineers involved. And uh, what happens is they ask some of us. It's kind of a mixed bag of media types like me and Tony John Antonic, uh, the Mountaineer was supposed to be there. Something came up. He didn't make it. Make it. Uh, Dale Sparks was there last year. He couldn't make it this year. Uh, but they brought Julian Miller back, former player, uh, and he provided some insights. And we have a retired uh, general that is always really cool to have as part of the panel. Uh, that's there in Morgantown with connections. And so what they do is they take the fourteen kids. One at a time, they get up on the stage. This is just part of this much broader program uh, that they prepare them for and put them through. And they want to prepare them uh, to interface and not just an interview setting, but in other settings, they're going to serve them well. So they have to introduce themselves, tell us who they are, and then kind of on the fly answer questions. And they don't know what questions we're going to ask them. Sometimes they're challenging questions. And and then afterwards, uh, they ask one of us the question provide some feedback, and then we give them feedback on, on how I'm just going to tell you uh, the way things played out. Uh, it was very impressive. Uh, I mean, all 14 of them showed and showed well. And uh, last year was impressive enough, but I've seen the program take an even greater step since last year. Uh, but they presented well. I think it's a terrific program. They're coached so incredibly well. There's a lot of people who pitched into this effort. Awesome. Uh, and just to play a little tiny part in it. And, uh, you know, we, we, we get this free shirt out of it. So that's why I'm sporting my shirt tonight. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's a really cool experience. And just to play a tiny little part in it is cool to, to see exactly what they're doing for these kids. I think it's terrific. I think so, too. Listen, we all know um, it's a football program. These guys want to get to the NFL. These guys want to win games. But, you know, it's such a small percentage of guys across the board that, that get to that level. And uh, it's always important to be prepared for life after football. And you love seeing that from the guys and the different opportunities and maybe the head start that they get in a lot of those avenues. I can't avenues. tell you how blown away we were by some of these kids, Wes. I mean, oh, I'm sure. You know, their, their hand gestures, their body language, uh, their ability to handle a room and handle a crowd. Nico even said, like, one of the questions he fielded, Nico was part of the group. He was asked about the pit game. I don't remember if it was John or Tony asked him about, you know, how do you handle that environment? And and he just admitted, he's like, look, uh, I was a lot less nervous jumping out into that environment in front of 60,000 screaming fans than I am behind this podium talking to you guys right now. And it was kind of raw. It was kind of real. Uh, but, yeah, it's – I mean, I could individually go through each of the 14 and tell you what impressed oh, me sure, about them. Sure. But all of them, all of them were impressive. They really were. Well, that's Great awesome. Program. That's awesome. That's what we like to hear. Yeah, and it's cool that you're involved with that, and that's something we're always going to highlight here on the show. 
uh, particularly when we got some time to do so here in the off season here in our little our little highlights edition of uh, of ITG. Another thank you to our friends at Toothman Ford. Shout out to our guy JR. We all know cars cost less in Grafton. They do yeoman's work to support our student athletes. WVU, make sure you're supporting those who support our guys and gals across the board. All right, Jed, speaking of, you know, Chambers Elite and, and Garrett Green, he was one of those guys who was there. You sent me this, uh, I think it was yesterday, uh, the College Football Report putting out their list of the top 15 college football quarterbacks next season. And our guy Garrett Green checking in at number 15. Now, there's a couple people in front of him that I think, okay, I, I would have Garrett in front of this guy. But I still think that that's, that's nice recognition for Garrett. I mean, you got Carson Beck at the top of the list, Quinn Ewers, Dylan Gabriel, Jalen Monroe, a lot of the names that you might expect. But, man, Jed, what really stood out to me was the number of Big 12 quarterbacks in this top 15. That would be five. Five of the top 15, a third of the top 15 quarterbacks ranked here, all Big 12 guys. Shadur Sanders of Colorado, Noah Fifta, 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 I, I, exactly how he pronounces his last name, but Arizona's quarterback, of course, coming off that 10-win season. Jalen Daniels, who it feels like he's been at Kansas forever now. Cam Rising, who has been at Utah forever. And then Garrett Green as well, too. So five different Big 12 quarterbacks there as well. Jed, uh, man, it feels like, the conference uh, is going to have some solid quarterback play across the board, uh, but there's some some really high-end talent, including our guy, GG, getting a little recognition here. There's no doubt about that. And what strikes me, I'm still settling into the new reality, both the good and the bad, right? As you're going through the Big 12 quarterback names, not among them is Quinn Ewers of Texas. Not among them is Will Howard who's no longer of K-State, he's now at Ohio State. Right, right. But Cam Rising is among them. So did you see the situation? You mentioned the Arizona quarterback. Did you see what happened there? Those two kids, the quarterback and the receiver, landed a heck of an NIL deal. And what they did, a lot of people thought they were going to bolt because their coach was gone. I mean, this was very much in position, this Arizona team, had Jed Fish stayed. They were cranking and cooking with gas down the stretch and a lot coming back. A lot of people were projecting them as a preseason top 10. So that's how loaded they were expected to be. People thought that, you know, they would scurry with the loss of Jed Fish, and that hasn't entirely happened. If to their credit, some of those critical pieces have remained intact. They landed this big NIL deal and turned around and shared it with the team. That's kind of cool. That's kind of a nice little cultural piece. When you're losing your head coach, you still have that type of culture in place to do that. But there's going to be, as you touched on, very high-level quarterback play in this league. And the fact that Garrett is parked there among the top 15, let's face it, there's 130-plus starting quarterbacks heading into week one in college football next year. So when you can count yourself among the top 15, buckle up, because this is going to be a fun offseason, a fun ride, where these are the types of conversations you're going to have. When you have a quarterback who had more than a pulse, And you had so much production down the stretch on the offensive side of the football. These are the types of things that you're going to be talking about. And this is the type of stuff that the last time we had a quarterback coming back after some offensive explosion down the stretch was Will Greer in 2018. Anytime you have a guy coming back, a battle-tested guy behind center who has been productive, who has been explosive, uh, and Garrett has. And, And you know what? It's one thing to talk about Garrett, and that's plenty to talk about. But when you talk about the stability of the room, 
we talked a couple shows ago about Nico committing to come back and return to the program. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. he's he's very invested in what we're doing. I heard him speak as I talked about at the at the uh, at the program yesterday. I, he's just an impressive kid, and and the way that him and Garrett complement each other, the stability of that room is absolutely incredible. And how can you not be excited? This is the first of many lists that we will see like this. Yeah, absolutely. And as you and I talked about when we were discussing one of these lists last week that had WVU ranked 13th, like I think yeah. college football fan nation 24, something like that had WVU ranked 13th in their, you know, way too early preseason poll where in reality, these lists mean nothing, right? I mean, you got to play the games out on the field in the fall and that's what really matters. It is also good to see WVU back in these lists, individual lists for guys like Garrett Green, preseason rankings list for the team. One, because it just speaks to, a, to the turnaround that we had last season. And two, because again, just for brand exposure, that's never a bad thing. So we will take all of that, certainly. Uh, Jed, I do think we're going to get Big O here. We'll take a break and get Big O in here in just a minute. But one thing before we go, we got some big around campus news on the other side. And we'll talk about our big guest for next week as well, too, with Big O. Before we get to that, uh, I, I have to get your thoughts. Jim Harbaugh. We speculated. We had a feeling it was coming for a long time. He is going back to the NFL with the L.A. Chargers is where Harbs is off to as he maybe uh, gets ready to, to duck some sanctions coming Michigan's way here yeah. in the wake of that cheating scandal. Uh, so of course, before we go to break here, just needed your thoughts on Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. Of all the memes and all the tweets that I've seen about it, first of all, Jim Harbaugh, say what you want about how he did or didn't do it. He's wins won everywhere, everywhere he's he goes. Yeah, he's won everywhere he's been. You fully expect him to step with a franchise quarterback in San Diego, not San Diego, in Los Angeles. Step into Los Angeles, old habits die hard, and uh, and find a way. And what's suddenly becoming a far more interesting AFC West, and find a way to do it there. My favorite meme, my favorite tweet on this topic, was the one I sent you guys in the thread, and it was Bane from the they, Dark Knight Rises. They expect one of us in the wreckage, brother. Exactly. When the plane was going down, he made his buddy stay behind. So that's kind of what people were saying that Harbaugh is saying to Sharon Moore, because now reports are coming out that some people are 99.9% certain that Sharon Moore will, in fact, assume yeah. the mantle, take the whistle. Why not? He's the only guy that could compete for the job that has a win against Ohio State. He also beat a ranked Penn State team. He did a nice job stepping in. He's been there before. That doesn't mean it'll translate immediately. We don't know that. But I couldn't help but wonder the timing of this with Jim Harbaugh. You always expect some level of shakeup. And it's just a matter of degree. And I kind of put that on Twitter. Across the landscape, there's going to be moving parts. How minimal or how, uh, how large will those moving parts be? If it's an internal move, which you expect it to be, maybe that will minimize it. But even then... There's no guarantee that both coordinators will be kept. So if you right. go external for one of your coordinators, all of a sudden, there's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of other programs, uh, the cause and effect of that. So here come the moving parts across the college football landscape, even if you hire Sharon Moore, depending on what Sharon Moore does internally. Another question I might have is who does Harbaugh take with him, if anybody? We don't no know doubt. the answer to that. More possibility. When there's a program like Michigan, one of the Blue Bloods coming off the season they came off with a national championship to show for it, and you have a shakeup that has some openings on that staff, it's going to have a derivative impact across the country at other programs, even if 
the replacement for the head coach is an internal one. One of the names to keep an eye on, and this is somebody you're probably familiar with like I am, Wes, and that's Kurt Campbell. Kurt Campbell, kind of a soaring rocket in the coaching ranks in the last decade. Uh, West Virginia fans, if you've heard the name, Alderson Broadus College, which you know recently closed its doors. He had a run from 2012 to 2016 as the O coordinator there, did a great job. Parlayed that into an analyst spot up in Happy Valley with Penn State. From there, he jumps to ODU. He starts climbing quickly. He's the offensive coordinator at Old Dominion. And then he lands as an analyst on the Michigan staff. One year later, last year, on that championship run, he's coaching the quarterbacks. And now he's talked about as being in the mix. If Sharon Moore goes from OC to head coach, does Kirk Campbell go from quarterback coach to OC? That's a possibility. But a lot of things to pay attention to, even if the hire is done internally. Yeah. Don't rule out some external effect at other programs across the country. It'll be an interesting thing to pay attention to. Certainly will, without a doubt. I mean, you know, we just saw this with Alabama and Washington and Arizona. I mean, all these things, the ecosystem of, of college football yeah. are all linked together in a way. So, yeah, without a doubt. And uh, I think you're right. Good landing spot for Harbs. Uh, nice weather, a nice roster already to work with. Uh, and let's be honest, too, it's the Chargers in L.A. Like, it's not the Lakers. It's not the Dodgers. It's You're not even the Rams. If you have success, it's going to be great. If you don't, no one's really going to crush you for it. It's not like you're coaching in Chicago or Dallas or, you know, somewhere where they're just desperate for for a winner. Um, so, yeah, this will be a very interesting one. I do, you know like what, you said, I, ex- I expect him to have some success because that's what he's done everywhere he's gone. There was a certain big-bodied receiver that tore him up in the CFP semifinals when TCU upset them. Remember mm. this? Yeah, he's Who's on that, that roster big-bodied now. Receiver play for now. Yeah, the Chargers. Yeah. Yes. Ah, I see yeah. what you're doing. Interesting. There. Yeah, I see what you're doing there. All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a break. When we come back on the other side, two pieces of exciting around campus news to bring to you, and then we'll tell you about that special guest that we got coming at you next week as well too. We'll do all that when we return. You are. In the gun. Nobody supports the Blue and Gold Mountaineers like Toothman Ford. With over 20 NIL deals and counting, Toothman Ford continues to rally behind our student athletes. And it's time we rally and support the dealer that supports the Mountaineers. Not only does Toothman Ford offer the best prices in the state on pre-owned, their never-over MSRP campaign on new Fords guaranteed to save you thousands. Drive with pride all season long, knowing you're supporting the dealer that fuels our Mountaineers. Toothman Ford, where cars cost less. In Grafton and at ToothmanFord.com. For more West Virginia Mountaineer football content, be sure to follow us on Twitter at In the Gun Podcast. For nearly 20 years, Fortis has been the nation's leader in providing guaranteed roof performance programs for commercial buildings. Fortis offers roof performance solutions that feature extensive initial and ongoing reconditioning for commercial buildings as an alternative to traditional replacement with long-term performance guarantees that are backed by global leader Lloyds of London. Fortis offers a comprehensive range of roof performance management programs that provide financial security, extend the life of our customers' roofs, and make a significant impact on ROI. Fortis is currently improving performance and increasing ROI for customers at more than 4,800 locations, with more than 140 million square feet protected, including many Fortune 500 companies that have turned to Fortis to save money, gain financial certainty, and extend the life of their existing roofs. Fortis has helped customers save more than $520 million in capital roof replacement costs for an average ROI of over 250%. To learn more, visit Fortis.us.com. 
Fortis, roof performance and financial certainty guaranteed. If you work the land, you just gotta be a jack of all trades type. There's just too much to do. So if you gotta be a welder or a farmer or a ditch digger, that's just who you are that day. And tomorrow, you can be somebody else. Get your Coyote at the new location of Johnston Equipment between Weston and Buckhannon. Back in the gun here, we have got our, uh, the gang is reunited. Our, uh, our other teammate, the beer truck, Owen Schmidt, in action here. He's, I tell you what, the hair, the beard, I mean, you got a nice look going on here, Big O. You're, you're, you're looking UPS chic here, cousin. Yo, whoa, whoa, UPS, the beer truck and chic? Wow. I mean, I'm just wow. saying, you got the... The hair's looking nice and feathered like mine. I mean, you got, the the, you, you got the you got the house plant behind you. I mean, you're looking real dapper here. Straight when's out the, the salon, G, man. When's the yeah, GQ I got photo that shoot? Flow, dog. You actually your your hair and your beard right now kind of look like our big guests that we're going to have on the show next week that we're going to tell you about here in just a minute. But first, we have to do our around campus real quick before we get to that. Another thank you to our friend Rick Lewis and Fortis for uh, roof performance and financial certainty guaranteed. Make sure you visit fortis.us.com. A couple quick hitters before we finally talk about this person that we're having on next week, gentlemen. A little around campus as we give some love to our other teams. How about a shout-out to uh, J.J. Weatherholt, of course, second baseman for WVU Baseball. You guys know we've talked about him in the past, one, because of how good he is, and two, because he went to the same high school as me, which is like a fun added bonus for me. Well, he was just voted unanimous preseason Big 12 player of the, of the year, fellas. Not just Big 12 player of the year, unanimous preseason Big 12 player of the year. He's going to be a top pick in the upcoming NFL draft, maybe first overall. If not, certainly top five or top ten. Uh, but that's that's pretty darn cool. I mean, to think of where our baseball program was, you know, Owen, yeah. when you and I were in school compared to where it is now, it's it's really cool. Uh, it's been lights out, man. And, and the last couple of years have been a lot of fun to watch. And uh, that young man is going to have a uh, interesting year this year and then, uh, you know, prosperous in, in, into his uh, next journey that he'll be on. But it's it was it was a pleasure that he stuck with us. And hopefully we can get some of that mojo back from last year. Yeah, from the uh, the days of Holly Field to this. Quite right? different. Quite I mean, different. It's, it's been quite a journey. It's been quite a journey. And I will say this, I give far more credit to the media types in the Big 12 baseball circuit than the football circuit. Okay. They seem to have a better grip on what's playing out there, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that's not a terrib terribly difficult to uh, to top now, is it? <laughs> no, not really. But, yeah, let's just – now if you can just avoid the SI curse type thing, but as it turns out, SI cursed itself anyway. So, but uh, no matter how you stack that, that is – that says a lot. That no. says a lot about what you've already accomplished, what you've already achieved, and as you touched on, Wes – it's one thing to be named such, but to be named Unanimous. unanimously speaks volumes. Pretty darn cool. Pretty darn cool. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, pretty darn cool, our women's basketball team continues to have a, a great season here in the Kellogg era. They're ranked 24th in the latest AP poll. And Owen, get this. 
West Virginia women, the first Division One team to hold its opponent scoreless in the first quarter in consecutive games. So they did it to Houston. They led 17-0 at the end of the first quarter. Then they went and did it to Cincinnati, led 15-0 at the end of the first quarter. Uh, that's pretty darn cool. I mean, not not only are they are they beating teams, but, man, they're just they're stingy. They're playing great defense. Uh, back-to-back games starting out with first quarter shutouts there. That's that's pretty cool for the uh, the ranked Lady Mountaineers. They've been dominant, man, and a lot of fun to watch. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of neat, you know, the other sports really starting to evolve and and, and yeah. build into these, you know, you know what we want to be. We want to be a top, top 25, you know, every sport we're in. So it's nice to kind of see us gain some notoriety in the uh, rankings there. And how long ago was it? A handful of years ago, guy. I don't remember, but uh, women's basketball, unless I'm mistaken, used to go halves like men's. Yes, they wanted yes. the quarter, the quarter format, like so many years ago. I can't. It wasn't that long ago, like a handful of years ago. No, it wasn't like. that long ago. But I, like, I feel like it was before the pandemic. So I don't. You know, like, yes, I think you're right. It's kind of where right. so the last like three or say, four years, I'll feel like one long. The math, year, but it, it, let's say it's five years. How many games have been played? All right. And that's and the reason I'm saying it's because before that it was a half and it wasn't going to happen for a half, so it can only happen a quarter. Sure. So how many games have been played? And the fact that it hadn't happened in consecutive games, like like I helped coach Mav, my little guy, help coach his fourth grade team, and sometimes they're shut out at halftime. That's a fourth grade team, right? <laughs> but to be shut out for a quarter in a Power Five yeah, basketball they're on, game, they're on scholarship that is too, some Jed. defense now. I mean, that yeah. is some defense. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Two uh, times in a row. Fantastic. Fantastic. Gotta love it. And uh again, you know, first year for for Coach Kellogg there, and, and they are off and running with a lot of momentum here early. And that's gotta make you happy as a WVU fan because Ren Baker one for one with his basketball hires already. Oh, and yeah. we and we know he's gonna have to uh to be put yeah. back uh on that podium once again here before too much longer. And speaking of the men's basketball program, uh good news. Today or Thursday, January 25th, as we record this, uh, the Mountaineers and Pitt announcing the extension of the backyard brawl in men's basketball. Uh, They actually, this was the last year that it was officially on the books, but we know a little bit easier to work these things year to year in college basketball where you have, you know, a dozen Baker's dozen non-conference games as opposed to football. There's uh, a lot less logistics and a lot more wiggle room in there, but it was not on the schedule going forward. However, though, today, WVU and Pitt agree to a four-game st- uh, series extension in men's basketball, so that'll pick up again next year, continue for at least the next four years. And, guys, I mean, that's that's awesome. Like, we've we've all been starved of rivalry since we moved to the Big 12. Uh, it's been a lot of fun these last, what, five years or so now that the brawl has returned in football the last two years – uh, pardon me, in basketball the last two years now in football. Um you know, you got Pitt on the schedule for the next two years in football, and then it takes a little break, and then it comes back for four more years. That can always change, too. But, it's guys, it's just nice to look at the men's schedule for football, to look at the men's schedule for basketball, and see Pitt on there regularly in the future. That that decade without that felt felt really weird. I mean, that's we've talked about it before. Rivalry is the lifeblood of, of college athletics. And uh, glad to glad to see Ren Baker and Heather like the athletic director at Pitt get this one uh, get this one done and and taken care of. It's all about the rivalry, baby. Keep it going. Keep it going. 
as you talked about on the football front, Wes, we got him for a couple more years. It goes away. Use that term loosely at this point. Pencil it in and pencil. Yeah, it could always change. It could always change. 26, 27, 28. We're not scheduled to play then. They come back on the schedule in 29. But uh, there's there's some moving parts there as well with all the juxtaposition of of, of uh, conference realignment and whatnot. But as far as, as the basketball front, first of all, let's start with this. Good because you didn't want it going away with that game. <laughs> I mean, after the way we've owned them, after the way we've owned them, you did not want that to be the final taste in your mouth. So no doubt, no uh, doubt. It's great to have it back on the schedule. So at least if you itch, if you have a backyard brawl itch, it could be scratched in some of the other sports. Well, it's not going to be scratched at least for football for 26, 27, 28 for now. So let's, Let's see how this all unfolds, but uh, I'm very happy to have it back on there as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's like I said, that's Kansas, by the way. (laughs) Say that again. Big win against number three, Kansas. We haven't been on the air since it happened. That's right. Yeah. Big win against. Yeah, we're not talking about anything that happened since then. But how about that? How about that? How about that win against number three, Kansas? I mean, you got to love it. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. That's a little, you guys know, in the offseason, we like to do those around campus things, keep you updated on some of the other cool stuff. The rifle team beat the army. I mean, just standard stuff for WV Rifle taking down our service academies. No big deal. Uh, Listen, so yeah. I love looking at Rifle team scores. Like they'll post it on Twitter. It's like gymnastics. It's a myself, different. It's a different language like, the way they score. Some, like it's it's like the the pass efficiency rating in in the NFL. I'm like, how in the world do you figure this out with some sort of formula? It's like 4,538 to 4,219. Holy uh, cow! Great, you know. I love it. I love it. Oh, fantastic. So, all right, gentlemen, here we go. As we wrap this up, a, uh, a final thank you to our new friends, Johnston Equipment. Make sure you're checking out their new location, Route 33 there, right outside of Weston. Um, boys, we've got a pretty, pretty, pretty big guest lined up next week. He is a West Virginia native. He is a Morgantown native. He is becoming a rapidly rising country music star. Big O, who we got on the podcast next week, baby? We got CWG man Charles Wesley Godwin, the man Fort- himself with Mr. the bandana. 14, Mr. Fourteen himself. Mr. Fourteen, buddy, Mr. Mr. Fourteen. If you don't think I'm going to ask him a lot of questions Hell about yeah. that next week, I will be. Uh, and uh, and multitude of questions. Uh, I met Charles uh, a while back when I had the saloon. Uh, you know, we we had you know mentioned about getting guests on here. Uh, throughout the year especially after football season kind of rolls mm-hmm. around uh i shot out a just a little text message to him and uh i mean the busiest you'd, you'd think he'd be the busiest man alive i mean uh, he's literally everywhere everywhere all over the u.s playing all over the place and uh got back to me said he'd love to and uh, we worked out for next week which is going to be amazing because uh, it'll be great to catch up with charles and uh Kind of ask him how his rise to glory is going. Here goes selling himself a little bit short. When, when as the story goes, we'll get into this next week, but he was kind of cutting his teeth in his early days of music as you were playing music with him. So I, I want to hear you guys just exchange these yeah. war stories. That's what I want to hear. But, but you know what? You shot in the group text. You were giving us updates. It didn't feel real until I, I told Wes earlier. 
Wes posted something on the Twitter account at In the Gun Podcast, and I was like, "This is happening! This is happening!" So it's pretty cool. Yeah, so I mean, he I he just it. he yeah. just did he just did the biggest podcast in the world a couple weeks ago yes. with Joe Rogan. Goes, so I mean, he's got yeah, he's got to do he's got to do the yeah. second biggest podcast in the world <laughs> next. I yeah. mean. I mean, my, my but, questions might be about doing Joe Rogan, you know? That's, yeah. Oh, it's, that's what oh, I mean. for we, sure. We'll, I mean, we'll talk to him about that. I mean, we got a lot to talk to him. But, guys, he was just on Good Morning America a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He just cut a new video with, with, with CMT, with Country Music Television. Like, he is he is rapidly rising in the in the world of music. So, that I, I'm looking forward to this one. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm a, I'm a fan of his. Never talked to him. Never met him. Owen, obviously, you have the relationship with him. This one, this one we're, we're really looking forward to. We've uh, yeah, I think Joe Rogan's out there saying, uh, "Hey, what? Good thing we got a hold of him before that's right. The big that's right. Before with ITG, ITG, you know? Oh right. yeah, oh yeah. No, Charles, great dude. Great. I mean, has a growing family now as he's on the rise with his career. Um, great way. Uh, cool story about how him and his wife Samantha met. Uh, it's 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 really cool, man. And uh, gonna be a lot of fun next week. Please tune in. And uh, it'll be something a little bit different, right, for us. Mm-hmm. But uh, but kind of kind of show everybody, I guess, kind of how the world works, right? It's all about cool. uh, connections and meeting people. And uh, this is just kind of how that thing comes full circle. So pretty cool stuff. We will, put, we will put down. Yeah, go ahead, Jack. I was going to say, be an ear, tell an ear. Now more than ever. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yes. We listen. I'll tell you. We're, we're going to put aside our football and pick up our musical acumen yes. next week here on the podcast. Yes. All right. Yeah. And so it's going to be a lot of fun, Mister 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 Fourteen, on the uh, on the program with us next week. So yes, as we close this down, the one thing we ask of you, especially now, is to be an ear and tell an ear about your new favorite WV football podcast. As we will be rocking and rolling with Charles Wesley Godwin right here next week that'll do it for us this week though for this edition of itg big shout out to our producer skylar callahan for putting this together for us as always for the signal caller dread drenning and the runaway beer truck down the sideline big owen schmidt i am wesley Euler. take care everybody we be back next week with cwg this is itg you've been in the gun without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running Everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.